to another episode of... <laughs> Did I just roll my tongue with saying that? I think you might. What a, what a, what a, welcome. welcome to another episode of We Have a Microphone. I'm Michael. I'm Hampton. And we have a microphone. Yeah. I think that's Are the intro. making that joke? Uh, yeah. That's not, our whole show is that joke, pretty <laughs> much. Just um, different variations. Yeah. But what is the joke, Michael? Uh, I don't think there needs to be one. It's an in-joke now. It's a callback. But so that, that counts. So that one, that one episode that we we recorded the whole thing and then realized we hadn't had the microphone. <laughs> oh, wow. There were tears that, that was, night. That was awkward. It was hilarious. I think that was our best episode, though. It's just yeah. sad it's been lost. And Obama was pissed. He flew all the way out yep. to San Francisco to, to have a conversation with us. And we forgot it. Yeah. Damn. The ironic name is not so ironic anymore. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to head to the bar. But what am I going to do while you make your cocktail? I don't remember what your thing was. Oh, I, I've done lots of shticks. Yeah. None of them are very good. No. This is definitely the worst part. We of should show. have our listeners write in and say what there should be. Uh, so everyone has our address. So just mail us. It's fuckoff at fuckoff.com. That's not very nice. <laughs> um, well, like. I like that uh, this segment, while not any good, I'm a stickler for always doing that Michael has to actually make the cocktail during the episode. I guess if we have a guest, it made a lot more sense. Yeah. But we haven't had... Well, actually, that is not true. We do have a guest today. <gasps> we do? Yep. Uh, Riley, who's our neighbor's dog, is sitting on the couch and judging me right now as we do this. Um, she's not a big talker. But, you know, if you have any dog-related questions, call into 1-800-555-5555. That's your, uh, that's your pet peeve, isn't it, Michael? Yep. Michael hates 555 phone numbers in movies. Yep. Because you need things to be upset about. And the existence of a fi- fictional uh, exchange in the U.S. <laughs> is clearly worth, worth your... Uh, okay, effort. it's just like if everything on a film... Whoa, 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 Michael, this is my part where I'm just talking to... You're making the cocktail. I'm doing my monologue. I've been working on this routine for a while. What's the deal with five 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 numbers? It's like one one time a guy gave me a five 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 number, and I was like, "You got me." All right, sorry. What were you saying, Michael? <laughs> I now regret stopping you. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Uh, so yeah, we we've been on the hiatus. Um, while we've been job hunting, um, and uh, I don't know, it's it's like hard to voluntarily want to communicate with people when you're doing interviews, and and all you do is communicate. Like, t- tell me about a hard challenge you've had in life. Well, thanks for asking. That's a great question. I'm gonna ramble now for thirty minutes. Um, at least that's how I interview. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Hasn't. Then, well, actually, we, we right, as we're recording this, we're just uploading the episode from a full month ago that we recorded about going to Japan. Um, which, I don't know, if we, did we mention that, like, we're in the middle of a job hunt and we, we went to Japan right in the middle of it? Which, uh, just, here's a pro tip for people who are maybe trying to figure out where they want to work or, you know, trying to get a job. Don't schedule a two-week vacation right in the middle of your interviews. It really puts a weird... It messes stuff up a little bit. It puts a weird hiccup when people are like, well... Oh, I'm going away for two weeks. Sorry. Yeah. 
Um, if you had that offer, just hold on to that thought. Yeah, sorry. Remember how cool I am. Yeah, I was, remember what we talked about? It was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cheers, Michael. Cheers, we, Hampton. We have a kind of cloudy, it almost looks a little lemony, I can't tell, uh, kind of a cocktail, tall glass, obviously. Coop. Uh, a tall glass could glass. be a Collins glass. I'm, I'm turning to my dad as I get older and I just like see what I, I say what I see. Yeah. So I right. I'm like, tall tall cuppy thing so oh and it's got an orange peel a lovely perfectly peeled actually thank you um, uh this is a corpse reviver number two i got the absinthe in the smell there you go. so it's equal parts gin mm. uh orange liqueur uh, i mean it should be contro but we don't have contro uh lemon juice and lillet that's the other one and then you do an absinthe rinse which is the absinthe. So it's not it's not like an absinthe heavy cocktail, but you basically you just add a little splash into the glass, kind of swirl the glass around so it gets along the edge, and then you pour out the excess. Well, so that's a nice like, fancy I like technique. Absinthe. I know you like absinthe. And next next time I'll do an absinthe cocktail, maybe. Mm. I don't know. But for now, you're stuck with this. What are we going to do with a, a keg stand as our cocktail? Uh, I do have a kegerator coming soon. <laughs> that was going to be your surprise uh, present. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I really like this cocktail. Um, See, false. You don't do surprise presents. I tried once and it didn't go well, so I stopped. Don't you? I was at the blender. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That will haunt me. Really? Yeah. The poor thing. So, so I, I, I'm not the most imaginative person, and uh, coming up with presents is usually pretty tough for me, and um. There's, I, I feel like gift giving. There's, there's a lot of um, pressure, right? There's a lot of um, no. I think it's super fun. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of like, oh, well, this person like it. Books and, and some candles, and you're pretty much happy. Yeah, that's true. But Hampton, Hampton's a good impulse buyer. Like he'll just buy whatever he wants, so he's impossible <laughs> to buy for. Yeah. Because like as soon as he hints about something, he's bought it, and it's coming via Amazon now, mm-hmm. in the next hour. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I find it difficult. Right now is amazing for people. Yes, with low. And it's terrible for you. With low impulse control. <laughs> That's Hampton. Um, yeah, so one time I bought a blender after misreading a hint, and uh, I ended up having to take it back to the shop. And I was, I don't know. I I just I just missed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, in retrospect, we probably need an actual blender, so... Right. It was a it was a hot soup-making blender. Yeah. And Hampton likes making soups. I don't know. I, I don't this know. This is it almost was... as mysterious as when my mom bought me the Napoleon Dynamite figure that, <laughs> that said things, because she... Wait, because... She's like, you love Napoleon Dynamite. I'm like, I think I saw the movie and liked it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have made... Like, I think in our whole... How many years of marriage? I don't know, whatever. We were doing like six years or something. Yeah. I think I made seven soups. Yeah. But then you also blend things. I don't know. <laughs> what, what have I blended? Well, nothing. Sorry. Nothing because we I don't have a blender. But like. Ninja. Yeah, but the ninja sucks. That's true. That ninja does suck. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Sorry, uh, Frankie. Frankie the ninja is just sitting in our corner right now. Yeah, See, yeah he's, he's, I was thinking the joke that uh, a that real we, person that we actually have one. It's not a, a tool called a ninja. It, so. uh, oh, but it is actually a tool that we have. 
in the cupboard. People know Ninja. Oh, I'd never heard of one. Well, okay. it's like a brand. I didn't think people knew what it was, and then it showed up on some TV show, and they were just referring to a Ninja without any other reference. Uh, I was like, well, we've got one, so everyone knows. Yeah, I guess this is like a. It's it's on Amazon and it's well rated. And if you're like, I just need to uh, chop things. It's like the yeah. It's like ten dollars. But ours doesn't work that well. No, it has the annoying. This is when we do compelling radio. It has the, <laughs> the annoying thing where there's like a full centimeter between the blades and the bottom. Yeah. So, so like, all that stuff just gets caught there. Yeah, and then the sides. There's also like a full centimeter on all the sides. Right. I'm like, uh, the whole point of yeah, is I, I want to get everything. Yeah, I need you to. Yeah, I need you to do better. Um, but don't get me started on how much I love my KitchenAid mixer. That's true. So, um, good story. Anyway, what? um, we were gonna talk about. Job hunting. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Oh, oh, well, but I was, I was in the kitchen and I couldn't hear you. Oh, right. Um, well, I like the segue. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. We can talk about kitchen appliances some more. Well, I don't. What's your favorite kitchen appliance? Well, Hunter? first of all, we need people to call in at eight one eight hundred five 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 and let us know if you want. Uh, if you want any advice on different types of kitchen utensils or job hunting advice. This is like a dual themed episode where we talk about fictional phone numbers, kitchen. Yeah. Okay, goods. so so I don't know if you heard, but the reason I don't like fictional phone numbers is it breaks the expect or it breaks the reality of the film, right? Mm. It's like it's like if you if every address was one two three fake street in a film, they're like, oh, we need to bust the drug ring. It's a one two three fake street, but and do, you're like, oh, do, do oh, okay. all tropes then throw you off? Well. If a trope is done poorly enough, like a literal string of numbers, then yes. Well, what about a thing like when a uh, character is on the phone and then somebody hangs up and then the dial tone is the next sound? They always, that's a that's a cheat in movies. That is not real at all. Um, uh, I guess I haven't heard that in a while, but yeah, that kind yeah, of I guess people are using a lot of pay. But no. it's like, that is, I, I feel like, I mean, I guess cheats. So yeah, the whole audience knows that it's not real, but we all just agree. But then I'm like, it doesn't seem so hard to just not give out a phone number, or like cut in the middle of that scene, or like it just seems so lazy, and yeah, it's just so. Okay, the only time they'll do it, I mean, when I definitely would have seen it, is somebody is like, uh, so a lot of times a parody of a bad advertisement will happen. Yeah, because that's a very. It's kind of hard to do it without, like, a flashing phone number. But then, okay, so if you do need to have a phone why don't you just buy a phone number? Surely a phone number isn't that do, expensive. So it's funny. Do you like, so it's not on me, ads just don't show phone numbers anymore. No. That's no. one of those things that, I mean, it makes sense. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to. I mean, I guess if I'm going to go order my Ninja on their infomercial. Yeah. But it's I'm, mostly the website. I'm, yeah, it's, it's, it's QVC. You know what was funny in Japan? I don't know if you brought this up. On all the bat, like ads in the subway and stuff, they'd put a search term mm-hmm. rather than a thing because it's like difficult to remember. I guess you know um, a string of random English or Latin characters versus oh, I can search for this term and it will show up. And then it was always engaging. Anyway, um, yeah, you don't see phone numbers anywhere. I'm fine with that. Fewer yeah. people I have to talk to, really. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, job hunt. I recently yes. just got a job. I mean, this is going to be a better date. Yep, cheers. Oh. Um, I might, actually, by the time this airs, I might be fired. So who knows, really? That's true. Circle of life. Mm. Um, yeah, job hunting has been really, 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 really stressful. 
And yeah, I think we've both been tweeting about it a lot. Um, yeah. Well, like, it's one of those catch 22s where you don't want to be like, this was hard, because um, then it makes it sound like you're not qualified, which I'm pretty sure qualified, I think. It's mm. just more the, like, finding the right place at the right time, at the right moment, with the right people, doing the right... It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's just a lot of talking. Um, and, and sorry, like, the other thing I was tweeting about, the other day was, so I I am not a traditional coder. I didn't go to CS, school for CS. I, you know, only you made, knew... You made me think that you're a modernist coder. Like, you only do cubists. Oh, yeah. Coder. No, pretty no, much. You don't do traditional. I don't, like, no, I'm not like, no, no, no Rubenesque um, coding for me. Yeah. It's all... Uh, Sorry, I interrupted yeah. you with a great pop, pun. Pop uh, culture. <laughs> no, Dada, no. Dada is programming. Dada is programming. Yeah. Pretty much, and yeah. then cut and paste it into different areas. See what comes out. Um. Anyway, uh, thanks for that interruption. I'm trying to play my train of thought. Yeah. Um. Oh right. So I don't have. So I didn't do CS at school. Um. I learned about the bubble algorithm from I think my friend who was studying maths or something like. I had bubble sort. Bubble sort. Sorry, that's it. And all these sorting algorithms. And, and my friend was like, "Oh yeah, I have to do all these things." I'm like, "Geez, I'm well, glad." Obviously, I... all of our audience. Okay, I mean, it's some it's some kind of way of doing numbers or something, like sorting numbers into a list or of like greatest to lowest or something. Anyway, and like there's all these coding tests in these interviews, and it's like implement that or like come up with a, you know, super basic thing. I'm sure to someone who's done CS like 101, but to someone who comes in from a non-traditional background and who has to kind of, I I, I feel like I have a lot of practical experience coding and I know how to figure out my way around a rails this was this was something interesting like i can figure out how a rails site works i can you know look i know usually where to look for to fix something or like how to solve a bug however when it comes to setting up a rails site yeah. i am woefully underqualified to do that because so, so rails is a thing you can build websites in. yeah sorry oh. it's like a framework for building websites it makes yeah. it super easy right and, and like if unless you have maybe a cs degree or you had to go through a particular way of coding i feel like that well, isn't CS degree, nobody knows that as a cs degree well though. yeah maybe so not. cs de- so computer science is like taking math courses actually um law is a lot like this like mm. they don't actually when you go to law school they don't actually teach you like how to write a memo or how to do like they i think they've started to a little bit but like it's all theory um, and stuff you don't actually really use to do the job. And it's the same thing with computer science. Like, right. you get a lot of theory. And they've been trying to be more practical over time, but I still think it's ridiculous. No, but something like how to set up a new website from launch. That's actually, like, I learned that just because the first job in my career was, oh, like, yeah. we'd spend, somebody'd pay us to spend a couple weeks building a site, and you launch it, and then you go do it again. So I could, like, turn those things out, like, bam, bam, bam. But a lot of people, like, you know, my last company moved. I, I can say anyway move up. I can't say the name of my new company, by the way, because yeah. they're semi-stealth, Stealth. which means that uh, they don't show up on radar. Um, anyhow. That was funny. You're welcome. You're welcome. Golf clap. They keep it on the DL. Uh, yeah, so my last company, like, we hired people right out of school, and they worked for us for, like, two years. They didn't know how to set up a project. They didn't know how to build yeah. a new thing, because... So I guess that's maybe not a great method, or uh, yeah, just, example. Yeah, it's just a weird, like... But, like... 
You like, walked in the interview and they're like, set up a new thing and launch it. And let's see how fast you can do it. And you're like, yeah. uh, I've like, done this yeah. and maybe I, once. I've gone through interviews where they ask me like, you know, in JavaScript, what's the difference between, you know, undefined and null? And I'm like, uh, like I, 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 I'm not familiar with the intricacies of how this like i can write you a function that or i can write you some transitions that look good i can <laughs> do something that's practical but i can't explain like what this specific type of data set is and why it might be like the, the job of being a software engineer or developer is very different than what they teach you or even what they ask you in interviews yeah it's really weird like well, it's hard to ask so it's like hey can you track down this obscure bug in software you've never seen before you know, right like but hard. i feel like that's where uh i've seen a couple of companies do uh kind of project-based interviews so you come in for half a day maybe and you work with someone pair program with someone or obviously looking at code yeah, that's, that's pre-existing that's what i just did i get to so this <clears throat> i'd been interviewing for a lot of companies a lot of companies and then um i was gonna go kind of work for a, an old friend doing consulting work um and I, so this last week I was like, I was going to do that. And I, sorry, it's a great job. Like I would have been really excited to work with him. And then I like showed up for a coffee to meet with somebody. And like, so after two and a half months of talking to companies, like I just showed up to coffee the last week that I pretty much made the decision of what I'm going to do. And then it went from coffee immediately into an interview. And then immediately I did more interviews the next morning. And then that night they sent me a coding problem, quick little project to build, mm. and uh, we were at a party, and I was maybe intoxicated, and uh, I left the party. I'm very, I'm proud of this, Michael. Yeah, you I should am, be. So I went and started a new Rails. I did that project-based test. I built it in like an hour, and then I sent it to them, and I was like, I've been at a party. Right. This is what I've got. Um, and then, yeah, they made me an offer, so I guess I... You know, yeah. I, that is like I am so proud of myself for that mm -hmm. that is like that is that is the kind of person I want to be yeah you know I mean sure a functional alcoholic that's what I'm saying yeah it was much. at night it was like 8pm yeah not sure this wasn't like <laughs> 1am and you'd been out on the RBV yeah we were, and then I went back club. over to the party afterwards yeah well I did so I get stressed out about stuff right and I, yeah like, we're, we're um one of the things on our like relationship checklist that we uh, we both share is a anxiety about things we probably shouldn't be anxious about. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so I was like, I saw that the email came in with it. I'm like, I'm not waiting. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. I'm gonna be anxious. So I'm just gonna go do it and get it done. And if they don't like it, they don't like it. Um, but they did. Yeah. So. So Hampton's got. I don't have a job yet, so I'm still on the interviewing train, yeah, which is awesome. Years, you will. <laughs> don't. Guaranteed. Don't jinx that shit. Um, so yeah, um, it's been it's been a frustrating process, <laughs> and it's also it's also like you feel like you're selling a little bit of your not selling yourself, but you're you putting but you're putting yourself into a situation where you get really excited about a company or like uh, you know I went like uh, went on transit or whatever for like an hour to get to this one interview and the interview was an hour and then i had to get like the transit back for an hour but like you put in so much and you're like like you get excited about the company and you sell yourself to this company and you're like oh i you know and, and then you kind of start wanting the job and then if it doesn't work out for whatever reason you know 
some of these have been, you know, downright no. Some of them have been like, we don't have that role anymore. Some of them I've said, oh, I'm not too sure I'm comfortable with it. But like, you you end up just getting so jaded so quickly. I, I have. Well, yeah, like, no, it's, it's weird. It's like, so I have this thing where you get, I have a dual, so I think this is almost everybody you're interviewing. You have a dual thing in your head. One part, you're, skept- you're looking up for big problems of the job and you're skeptical of mm. it. And you're like, hmm, what's going on here? Because you're interviewing them kind of at the same time. Um, especially if you're in a relatively in-demand uh, industry. But, like, there's kind of, like, both sides. So, like, ha- like for me, half of my brain is pitching like I'm really excited. And the other half is, like, I'm not even sure. Like, do I want to work here? Is this, like, right. going to be it? Like, the one you went, there was a huge commute. It was, like, over an hour, I guess? It, it, it was, like, a bus, and then I had to transfer to a different rail line. Or, like, Which, a, a so light rail. A lot of people... Oh, so do I, much, much. No, no, no. But here's a... Point. So, it's funny. Oh. Like, we live in the city, and, like we don't get to save as much money because of that and you deal with the smell of urine on the street sometimes mm. and, and also there's lots of positives that I like too but like part of the trade of why you live in a city and you put up with all the crap is because you probably live near where you work yeah you're cutting off like if we could pay the same amount and have a yard and probably a view of something versus our one bedroom oh yeah um and you'd have an hour-long commute every day. Right. <laughs> or whatever. Like, maybe you'd live closer. But it's funny, like, I think when you're... It's funny during this job search in, in San Francisco. San Francisco is a weird city, so, like, if people don't know, it's basically if you, like, put your hand up while you're ready to give a high five. Um, we live kind of down by the thumb. Maybe you took a palm reading, I guess, is a better way. Wait, I high-five with my... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I use yeah, my yeah. right hand. I feel your right hand. We're, we're, we're by the... Yeah, so thumb. right hand, palm up. Yeah. So everything, though, by your, like, the tip of your pinky, there's a lot of businesses over there on the opposite side. And that direction crossing across your fingers yeah, in the city is, like, it's only seven miles. It's seven miles between us and there. But all the highways go up and down, like, your the, the space between your fingers. So we can get real fast to the north. You get real fast south. You cannot uh, go in between. Michael has disappeared for a second. Um, yeah, so I can explain more about, uh... Oh, I'm just getting my glasses. Which glasses? Oh, you can't. Uh, my contacts... are you seeing? My contacts were giving me... Oh! You're taking out your contacts. He took out one contact. He's taking out a second contact. Boom. And now he's put on glasses. Look at that, I'm... I'm... My eye is not irritating me anymore like i still say one of my favorite things about doing this show is that we're strict as michael place says it for strictly non-commercial yeah we could edit that out we are not gonna edit that out the section of the show where i just talk while you make a drink no we are going to set that up and we're going to do it every single time and you are going to listen to it wait at least this time or i've i've started um yeah, kinda, building the drink yeah. and then just adding the ice anyway uh well, look at you little posh so that was my good accent. That was, that was beautiful. Um, oh, look at you! I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking means. about getting LASIK, but I have this problem where I think I look better with glasses on. Uh, it does hide your face. Yeah, and my monobrow. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll do like half LASIK. So I still, because I, I don't want to just do like Wait, full LASIK and then wear plastic in my. Like twenty percent of the time, it 
is just improved vision, not perfect vision. So right. But then it's, I'd have to buy, I'd have to do like a vision test and then get like. like we've, wait, we've got one of those cat toy lasers. If you just lean back. That's true. You could probably do it yourself, to be honest. You just kind of have to go like. Push, yeah, you just, yeah, right? like you a lightsaber. Real fast. Across the surface, yeah. Yeah. Maybe when I'm done with this drink, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I'll be fine with that. I can hold my eyes open. Um, uh, that's sorry. That offer was part of the Floridian in me. Oh yeah, Florida man. Kind of story. Uh, oh god, that's that. That is pretty uh, Florida man. Florida man attempts to do LASIK with cat toy. <laughs> now get on, lay back. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's my family heritage. It's in my. It's in my blood. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Got a couple of couple of couple of generations down we just there. Had a moment there thinking about ancestry um and florida and florida 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 um <laughs> i don't know what remember when bath salts in florida were a thing a bath salts still a thing what bath salts bath salts oh bath salts bath salts yeah ba- bath salt salt how do you say salts i don't know oh. salts oh okay so that was close yeah just bath salts bath, bath salts i said bath I thought you were saying bath stalls is what I, where I was Oh, those about. those are also and something I, like, I have an issue I was with. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like the, the no the 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 bottom of bathroom stalls in public areas in the US is way too high. It's almost inviting Republican congressmen to, to, to tap their feet. Um, yeah, they so they're super close to the ground and everywhere else. And then in the US, there's like a two foot gap. Why do why do we have that? Oh. I don't want to see shoes. And like you don't see somebody else's underwear. It's weird. Mm. Wait. If you pull your pants down all the way. Yeah, if you're seated. No. You only pull them down like mid thigh. Yeah, that's your thing. I don't know. Uh, all the way down. Nope. You have to keep those thighs warm. Alright, we're gonna do a Twitter poll. Twitter poll. All the you way down. It. But then yeah. like also if they're all the way down, I'm like, is it touching the bathroom floor? No. I think oh. you keep tension. You keep your your feet spread apart so that I don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> Wait, you're doing the same amount of tension up higher. No, because they're not going to fall. Anyway, um, so bath salts I remember were a thing like in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Well, yeah, that guy, um, that guy's face. Yeah, in Miami, and then there were a couple of other ones. Now it's just back to gun violence. So have <laughs> <laughs> they stopped doing? Doing bath salts? Well, okay. I know it was just like a generic term. Yeah, yeah. For just like whatever, for a large whatever drugs shit. you're on. But there's been nothing about it recently. Was that just like the, what was it, the meth? No, what was the scare in the late 80s? Well, there was the satanic scare. Well, there was that. And then there was the... Pedophiles at nurseries was a scare in uh, the 90s. Yeah. Which the number of cases were like... Do we have a term for the 2000s yet? Is it noughties? That's what. That's what uh, they. Jeremy yeah, we we were listening. Jeremy Paxman. We were watching a quiz show from the UK. Jeremy Clarkson, and I realized that's nope. very wrong. Way better. Um. Yeah. We. Yeah. They called it. No- you clear on who's that. Uh, Paxman. Okay. 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 Anyway. Um. So yeah. So he called them the noughties. I don't know how I feel about that. And what would that lead to this decade being called? Wait, this is the tens. The tens. Yeah, we're in the tens. The twenties. The thirties. The tens. Yeah, the 20s and the 30s makes sense, but like, I don't know, 10s sounds weird. 
Naughty sounds really weird. Yeah, I'm like, I get that not means zero, and so you can. But then I, I think Jeremy Paxman, I once heard say like twenty eleven or twenty o nine as well. So I don't know if I can trust him. But it's the two thousands. Wait, no, no, no. But like saying the year two zero zero nine. Okay, I'm just saying this is what we call it. Yeah, two thousands. Everybody says that. I don't know. Jeremy Paxman doesn't. Yeah, well, he's a wanker. He's a wanker. Um, uh, uh, just dial in. We'll get dial into our number. Oh, I hate that so much. Well, like every you time. Have a new phone number for us. Well, I mean, everyone who listens to this has my phone number. I'm pretty sure. That is not true. Okay, well, they can reach me on Twitter, DM me on Twitter, and then I'll give you my phone number. And then you can just go and be like, are you doing an episode? No, we're not. I'm no. asleep. Wait, no. Oh, you meant call them live. It's a joke, like a radio show. Oh. Uh, we should do we should that. We should do them live again. Yeah. No. I don't know we can. It just takes planning and stuff. We should set up a regular schedule of when we can get drunk. <laughs> it's called Every Night. <laughs> well, not for you now, because you have a job. I'm going to be... Uh, I'm gonna be getting getting lit at 3 p.m. with yep. Brandon, our neighbor, who's That's a teacher. True. He comes home at well 3:30. And a glass of wine on the balcony. I hope a glass of wine on the balcony counts as getting lit, but enough glasses. Of <laughs> yeah, wine I was gonna say balcony. not how you drink wine. Apparently, the, I put I put the box to my lips. <laughs> call it housewife style. <laughs> yeah. Oh, real housewife style. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to go from there. Well, sorry, but, you're making me think I'm like, oh, yeah, about to get a real job again. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Oh. I'm excited. We need to do all the things like, so we've got like three days left now. So we need to, you know, go to Alamo Draft House at 2 p.m., watch something. Um, go to Trick Dog at 3 p.m. when it opens. <laughs> uh, and then anything else that usually is busy on weekends and evenings. Actually, we cool, haven't. I'm ready. I'm ready. We haven't gone to Al- so Alamo Draft House just opened in San Francisco. Well, yeah, yeah it's been it's, it's been about cinema. four months. It's a, a a movie movie theater, um, and you can book your seats. So theoretically, it's less for us stressful to go on mm. a Friday evening because you know where you're going to sit really and like, yeah. like I'm not going to go to the AMC Metrion on a Saturday at like 9 p.m. But it's always on the weekends booked out like crazy before. yeah you just need to like book an advance i'm, I I'm always like oh it's a weekend maybe we'll go there and i like look on the mobile app and it's like yeah there's like one seat in the back corner and i'm like yeah no actually it's worse than that it's usually like i'll hit two you know and then search yeah and then there's like one seat available and i'm like yeah that's happened to me actually. and i'm like uh i don't yeah. think i'm gonna be able to, can i just hit purchase we just need to plan it like super far in advance yeah, I'm, I'm great at planning i can plan anyway um, yeah, Alamo Draft House well, is pretty call awesome. Us, call us and let us know what you think about what movie we should go see next week. Yeah, one eight hundred five 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 five. Let us know. Um, we have a microphone on WWW. Last time we saw Ten Cloverfield Lane, which was amazing, that, and yeah. you should see that. Uh, I mean, if you oh, if you no, no, wait, wait, I'm saying you should see Ten Cloverfield if feeling calm and comfortable. Is something yeah. that you 
don't want to do anymore. And holy shit, John Goodman in that. He is, I think he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The whole cast. And then we saw Zootopia as well, which is also amazing. And a little more if you don't want to feel like. Um, I think they're, they're slightly different in tone, I think. I mean, Zootopia is more like a an animated kids film from Disney, and then Ten Cloverfield Lane is like a post apocalyptic ish thrill horror. So in that sense, they're kind of different films. Yeah, but I'll explain this a little differently. Zootopia is like you feel good about humanity. It's like getting a hug, and Ten Cloverfield's like getting slapped really hard three times in the face. So both of them are good. Well, maybe. Hey, sometimes. Uh, I, I like a good slap in the face. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me that I'm human. It's true. It's, it's also, Zootopia is bizarrely prescient in some ways mm-hmm. um, with the political stuff. And I don't think I'm going too far to maybe suggest it's kind of an animal farm for our times, maybe. Um, I, I don't think that this, they were unaware of anything you're thinking of. I think certain things... Okay. Without giving too much away, I think certain things have come out since that film must have been scripted and animated and recorded that they couldn't have predicted would happen as closely as they do. Um, we actually so we watched a the final we hadn't watched the final Black Mirror from yeah. season two um, until a British dystopian sci-fi show. Yes, which you should definitely watch hmm. because it's amazing. Um, there's only six epi- uh, seven episodes. Um, I'm trying to think. It was like Tim Cloverfield's a slap in the face. Um, I'm trying to think what Black Mirror's. Um, uh, some like spiders getting into your spleen and slowly eating you from the inside out. Well, that's a lot worse than I thought. I thought you met in a whole <clears throat> an old high school friend whose life hasn't gone well. No, it's way more insidious. Okay. Um, no, anyway, we watched the last one, and the last episode of the second season is about a... So they're, so they're almost... It's a, it's a Twilight Zone series. Mini-movies. Mini-movies. Um, and it's about a cartoon bear that runs for a political seat. Yep. And like an I, when it first came out about two years ago, I think, yeah. maybe three, actually, um, everyone was like, oh, this is the worst episode of the season. Um, yeah, whatever, it's rubbish. And I've seen a couple of people compare it to Trump's uh, thing, and yeah, it's kind of weird. And um, Sorry, I made a face that interrupted. No, my, my face is like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's not um, but I did hear that Black Mirror was commissioned for a series by Netflix or something. Hmm. So I think Netflix is maybe producing more Black Mirror. It is available on Netflix in the U.S. It's available on all seven episodes. Um, the like six normal seasons, and then oh, sorry, six episodes from normal seasons, and the one Christmas special starring John Hamm. Um, yeah, it's definitely president. Mm. Insult-based populist. Yep. Um, uh, encouraging people to beat up other people at rallies, uh, which from the standpoint is oh you know it's vaguely germany 1938 watching that episode from two years ago i'm like even even watching it now i was watching when they're like we could beat somebody up or like you should 
And I was like, Psh, too unbelievable. And then I went, oh shit, in real life, this is real. Wait, I was watching it thinking, I roll, this is so obvious a joke to make because it is happening right now. And, uh, anyway, it's really, it's, it's, it's a lot, I think it's gotten better with age, if only because yeah. of the current political climate in the US. Prescient, let's just keep using that word. Prescient, G- great word. Mm. Um. So anyhow, happier subjects. Yes, um, so we've got a puppy here. Well, not a puppy puppy, but a dog. Uh, yeah. Riley, who's a York- Yorkshire Terrier poodle mix. She sleeps. We, so, so our neighbors work not at home and, uh, we like look after Riley during the day because we're like, you know, it's nice having a, a dog around and we just open the door and let her run in. Yeah. And she runs in here and then she's like, Hey, people to hang out with. And then, I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't usually want to go out during the day and then, you know, we give her water and then we feed her and well, sometimes we do. Um, yeah, but she just pretty much sleeps during the day. Well, Um, it's funny. So... She sleeps during most of the day. There's only a couple of key phrases you can use that she'll react to. Mm. Um, so it is currently 6.40, and around 6.30, she has her dinners? <gasps> She's not paying attention right now. Oh, wait, that didn't work. Are you hungry? Hungry hungry for your dinners? Okay. She's, she's totally she sleeping right now. She actually, oh, she's made... Oh, no. Her is no. going up. Okay. Wait. Are you... Are you hungry? Oh, there you go. Her head went up. Do you want your dinners? Your dinners? You hungry? Okay, so this is great radio. Anyway, um... I think this is amazing. They're all imagining a cute little dog. And she is. Getting all excited on the couch. And she is. But she does a thing where she doesn't move. Like, she only moves a little bit when you're doing this. And as soon as we... If we, like, made any motion... Yeah, she'd, like, run to the door. She'd just start running in circles. Oh, yeah, she does that. Um, well, I think that's a good reason to wrap up the episode so Riley can go get her food. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, if anybody wants to give us a call at 1-800-555-555, just leave a message and uh, we'll get you dinners. Dinners? dinners? You hungry? Dinners?